like it's funny, a uh, bit of honesty this morning, right? Uh, when I start preaching, or, or when Rob first said to me a few years ago, I never think of preaching. There was something in me, right, that went, yeah, I'd love to, brilliant. And there's a bit of your flesh going, absolutely, Bill, put me up there, right? You know, you know there's a bit of that. The more, the more I get into it, the more I don't want to do it. Because you come looking going, ah, Lord, find somebody else, would you? This is your word. This is your word. It, like, I can't do this justice. <laughs> you know, like, I, I really just want to, like, sometimes just read a bit of scripture and go, now, there you go. Just says the Lord. Good luck. That's it. Done. You know, and, and there's a few scriptures in here that you'd like to go. Now, that's it. That's how you do it. That's how we're going to roll. Right? So this morning's talking about prayer. So uh, anyway, uh, in that moment this morning of, oh Lord, how can I bring this? How can I do this? Quick as anything, this is what Jesus said. <laughs> well, I used a donkey. <laughs> so Lord, use a donkey this morning. Use me. Don't, you don't have to agree with that, love. Right? You don't have to agree with that. But yeah, funny as anything. Yeah, sure, I used a donkey. So a little, little quip from Jesus. Love it. So this morning we're going to talk about prayer. And... Um, we're continuing on this vein of we start the year as, as, as leadership, really seeking the Lord, going, Lord, what, what have you got for us? What do you want? You know, and you know, there's a few words that we got, we shared, we, we shared with you guys, and you know, the maturity thing is constantly coming back to me. He wants to grow something. Rob did, Rob did an amazing sermon a few weeks ago, and then Noel's one last week that I, that he kind of get. I wasn't here for us in, inside, but he gave me the gist of, and I'm like. God is doing something wonderful with us, guys, with his people. And, and we just got to tune into it. And I think this is, I believe this is, a, this is a continuation of that. You know, and I'm seeing things happening in the body. A lot, a lot of guys in the church got together the other night and we just had a moment, a few moments together of laughter, pizza, a few videos, all this stuff. Just these little moments that God is bringing us into. And I just think today, part of this is, his continuation of keep seeking maturity. And he, one of the areas he wants us to mature us in is, is prayer. I don't have all the answers, by the way. I'm probably going to give you more questions today. You know, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So with that, focuses on prayer today, particularly around petitioning prayer, when we're seeking the Lord for something. I'm going to go into the categories of prayer. I'm going to use, I had to really just, there's better teachers than me on this stuff. So I really had to dumb it down for me. And I, even at that, I'm looking going, some of this stuff, I'm, how do you explain it? Like we get a chance to pray to, an, pray to an almighty God and his will happens on earth. You're like, try and scratch your head around that one. But it just happens. Like we've had, like in our group on every week, we, pr- we pray a lot. And we, we get prayer reports. We're like, that happened? We prayed that specifically and that happened? Like it's incredible stuff, you know? And I'm sure you have that in your life as well. But we're going to talk about when that doesn't happen. What happens to you when prayer doesn't happen? The answer doesn't happen the way you wanted it or the way you thought it. What happens? So we're going to look at that. For me, one of the biggest litmus tests is how, how my how my walk with the Lord is going, one of the tests I give myself is I see if I'm uh, walking well or focused is my prayer life. It's one of the areas I see 
the enemy trying to get at. Show him up as much as we can. Or not that I'm not saying that my prayer is magnificent, but I know that's one of the areas the enemy tries to get after. He tries to get after your worship, your walk with the Lord, your prayer life, and, and many other things. But then these are things that the enemy tries to get after. Shut them out of the believer. And you can see from Scripture that there is a connection between what we say on this earth, bringing down God's will. There's a connection, right? That's just black and white. It's a connection. We're going we're gonna to really try to expand on that today. So how is your prayer life? No condemnation here, by the way. It's more, let's just explore it and be honest. I have to say, there's times when my prayer life is, ah, struggle. It's tough. You know, and I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I feel I have to be in a certain way to pray. Right? Um, I sinned or I don't feel myself. Or I'm, I'm relying on my feelings to pray. In the scripture, that's not the way. Because how can you do that when Paul says pray at all times? You're like, you're having a laugh. Pray at all times, really? I don't feel like it. But today, hopefully we get past that. I don't feel like it. And see from God's word, we have a really critical role to play in his mission on this world. And it's through prayer. So sometimes you feel like me. Here's some of the sentiments I feel when I, when I don't pray. Uh, you don't feel, I, don't, I don't feel the need for it. That's mad to even say that. I'm like, no, things are good. I'm not. Yeah. And you're like, there's always something to pray for. Maybe you feel something like I feel, felt. Does this work? Is this working? Am I just praying into a vacuum here? Is my prayers really resonating? Are you listening, God? Are you there? Sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired. I'm going to bed. Right? I'm bad. And sometimes I miss my bedtime prayers, and that sounds really, really childish. Sometimes I'm just too tired. What is, you know? I'm just being honest. Sometimes it's really just too hard to pray for people, for situations where you don't believe, I don't believe that God can come in to this situation. Where my, my senses, my worldly knowledge of, the, of things, I'm like, God, this is too big for you. I don't say it out, but that's my feeling. I can sense it inside. This is too big for you, God. There's no way you can break through here. That person, that person's gone. And what, you know, that person, the situation, that's where I've been there. Right? And particularly when oh, the enemy just walks by and says, he hasn't answered all your prayer. And you're like, and that shakes you and you go, yeah, he hasn't answered all my prayer. What's the story with that? Right? You feel God is distant. You feel like you're in that vacuum. You feel like it's more of a task than a joy. I'm being honest with you. Sometimes that's the way I feel like. It's more of a, a to-do thing to list. I've got to pray. Uh, but it's more of an intimacy and joy with the Lord. It's more of an intimate relationship that you see in Scripture. Or simply sometimes you just don't know how to pray. Haven't a clue where to start. It's actually a great place to start. For me, this is certainly a place that I can mature in. And I'm inviting us into this space. We, God... God is. Right? We're invited into this space of maturity. This is not going to be easy to hear. Probably you're going to hear conviction, but this is my prayer for us today. Is that we have a greater understanding of how our lives are changed forever with prayer. How the lives of others around us are changed forever 
with prayer. You are the product of prayer. I can guarantee you that. I am the product of prayer. I know my sister prayed me into this situation. I know it. Fact. She prayed for me. And I'm the product of that. So what I pray for us today is that the Holy Spirit convicts us into the times that we live in, who we are in Christ Jesus, how vital it is that we turn up. Even when we don't feel like it. (laughs) It is vital we turn up. And the immense impact our prayer, how big, how small, how even smart you think your prayers are, or unsmart your prayers are. How vital it is that the impact it has on this earth. And that's where we're going to go. So very quickly, what is prayer? And I'm going I'm to just again focusing on the petitioning prayer bit, right? Prayer has elements of praise and worship and there's a lot. The prayer is huge. But I'm particularly focusing on us petitioning God. That, that petitioning, right? That, that's where I, when somebody says, what's prayer? I, I feel it's that. But it, it, is, it is bigger, right? And we're going to look at that, that prayer is intimacy with the Lord. Because you can't have ask for his will if there's no intimacy. And, and this is, prayer is described as in scripture. I know you need binoculars, so apologies. So I'll call them out. Prayer is described in scripture as the following. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Crying unto the Lord. Drawing near to God. So again, that intimacy. Looking up. So again, I like that. It's, prayer is looking somewhere else beyond our own senses. I love that. Because I always look at it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like you're listening. The truth is, that's okay. Because... That truth is not truth. The truth is, he is it, and he is there, right? That's, and we're going to explore that a little bit more. Lifting up our soul, lifting up our hearts, pouring out our hearts, pouring out our souls, crying to heaven, beseeching the Lord, seeking God, seeking the face of the Lord, making supplication. They're all, like, the list is huge. And hopefully you'll have that lens as you see scripture. Funny, you might go, during the week, why... I had to ask this question. I said, Lord, what is, what is prayer? Right? Can you give me something? I really felt the Holy Spirit say this. Prayer, in this sense, right? in, in the sense of asking, prayer is activating something that's already there. Either in us or around us. So it's activating something that's already available. <laughs> now, now just let that sink in. Because we see that in Elijah. Let me read out Elijah. I'm going to read this later on, but I feel just to, to talk about it now. This is what happened with Elijah. Do you remember he, he prayed for rain? Right? He prayed for rain. Right? This is in 1 Kings 18. Right? 18.1. Uh, later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him, I will soon send rain now stop there what would you have done if you were Elijah send the Lord happy days boom why did he pray God said it he declared it would the rain have come if Elijah didn't step in I doubt it 
So we see that, we're going to go into that a little more later. So that is prayer. Prayer is activating something that's already declared. It's already there, we just got to seek what's there. Right? And I do this so often with prayer. I have my preconceived, I want this to happen, Lord. Any chance my will be done? Oh, but wow, his will be done. We get an opportunity to step into that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about three categories of prayer, right? Um, one is one is the commands in scripture, right? The assignments that were given. You just saw that happening this morning. That's an example of Lorraine praying. I be, we all believe that's an assignment given to you from the Lord. And then there's prayers that just happen in the mission field, right? They're my simple categories for the moment, right? So what happens with me is. Let, let's flash up um, that mal, uh, prayer commands in scripture. I purposely set these apart to go, okay, this is what we're asked to do in scripture. Right? We're, 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 like God says, pray for this. These are not, would you mind? These are commands, and I purposely use that, that, that wording. These are commands in scripture that the people of God are to step into and pray for. This is not, I'll do top three, you take top four. This is, I'm going to do it, uh, I want you to do it. And if you don't do it, the rain doesn't come. Right? So don't be surprised when stuff happens on the earth or in your communities or when you're not stepping in the gaps. That's what I get from it, by the way. Don't don't hear a a, a, a condemning word with that. Please hear, this is us, a communal, and me too, right? So look, peace of Jerusalem. You pray for it. You're you're Christians, you're in the king's army, you follow Jesus, you pray for Jerusalem. Labourers in the harvest field. Luke 10, 10 2. We have all, most of us have alarms on every day, twice a day for that. We pray for it. And I'm telling you now that's working. I'm just saying that. That's working. Right? Just point it out there. That you enter not into temptation. Right? Um, then that despite you, i.e. your enemies, you pray for them. Right? I know that's a tricky one. <laughs> oh, that's what we're asked to do. Pray for all the saints, so that we to pray for everyone, everywhere, right? And that includes, by the way, Lorraine, Lorraine Mason isn't here today, right? But I had a really beautiful chat with her. And, and, and she, she, hopefully she won't mind me saying this, I don't think so, but she was like, I, I'm praying for people in Gaza. And I'm like, that's okay. Because, <laughs> you know, this kind of the confusion of, are we only supposed to pray, pray for Israel or Jerusalem? What's the story? This dichotomy of, no, you want to pray for all the saints. And even the people who God wants to be saints. Pray for them too anywhere. doesn't matter. Of course he wants people in Gaza. And I met a guy on Friday who said, and I was so profoundly touched by this, he said he met, he met a pastor who is still pushing forward an underground church in Gaza. They all have to still wear their burkas and stuff. They all have to, because they'd be killed. Surely a lot. They're still having prayer meetings, worshiping the Lord. I'd love to be in on their prayer. What is their prayer like? Oh, imagine. For all kings and those in authority, we in Ireland, ha- as Christians and followers of Jesus, have an authority, a commission to pray for our government. I don't do that alone. I don't do that alone. And we should we should. We pray for wisdom, our daily needs, 
pray for healing as you just saw commanded to whether we feel it's going to work or not we do we step in faith lord you said that we're going to do this we pray for forgiveness we pray for god's will in the kingdom to be established for relief of affliction and because we are all the reflection or the 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 outcome of somebody's prayer of rescue we are to pray for the rescue of others imagine if every christian prayed like this imagine if every Christian in Ireland stopped praying that are praying for this stuff what would O'Connell Street be like if what would, what would have happened if Christians weren't praying for Dublin what would have happened I wonder what, what, how far would it have gone that, we, that the darkness was hemmed in like that, was, that, was, that was demonic like that was pretty, pretty nasty stuff that what happened in Dublin only a couple of months ago right? and now we're back to normal I, I think we, we don't realise how God is working on the world and how our prayers are affected. Then we go into assignments. Um, here's a beauty. Um, there are assignments given, us to, given to us from the Lord. Right? Um, crystal clear in scripture. Let me, 1 Samuel 12. So Samuel called to the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And all the people were terrified of the Lord and of Samuel. Pray to the Lord your God for us, or we will die. They all said to Samuel, For now we have added to our sins by asking for a king. Don't be afraid, Samuel reassured them. You have certainly done wrong, but make sure now that you worship the Lord with all your heart and don't turn your back on him. Don't go back to worshipping worthless idols that cannot help you rescue, rescue, that not help you rescue, sorry, cannot help or rescue you that are totally useless the Lord will not abandon his people because that would dishonour his great name for it has pleased the Lord to make you his very own people as for me is this Samuel I will certainly not sin against the Lord by ending my prayers for you wow that's pretty heavy now you might be saying I'm not a Samuel nah I doubt that I'm doubting that because I've seen the glory of God in all of you. Through Jesus. So these are assignments. Let me just give you another assignment. And this is how it's meant to be. This is not just because it's in the book of Acts. This is meant to be happening today. Imagine this conversation you are having with Jesus. Imagine this. Acts 9.10 Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Now, don't make this all lofty. Real clouds in a dream. And the Lord came, Ananias. All right? Yes, Lord. Go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. A street that still exists today, for that fact, in Damascus. Still exists. You can go there yourself. Probably find the house. I don't know. There... Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so that he can see again. Ananias says, but Lord, whoa, whoa, whoa here. I've heard many people talk about uh, the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorised by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. Now at that stage, I would have cut off the dream. 
I know. No way. No, Jesus. I'm good, thanks. See you later. But the Lord said, Go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. And I just love that. He said, like, Alright. Alright, fair enough. You said it. I must do it. That's my assignment. Simple. Take a walk. Find a gaff. Pray over a fella. Simple. Next move. What's my move, Lord? What's my orders? Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And what's in there is simple. If I didn't show up, I don't know what would happen to you, but I've been given this assignment and I'm going to follow it through. Now, God probably would have got somebody else, right? But what would Ananias have missed out on if he didn't follow through and didn't listen? Ezekiel 22.30 is one of these scriptures that I've marked as ouch scriptures in my Bible. It really brings you to your senses. It's like, um, I see it as one of those, you know those waft, it, well, I don't know what they're called, you know when somebody is out of it, maybe with vertigo and they waft these little things under your nose, and it's like, well, I've never smelled that, but it's seemingly it's geek. What is it? Smelling salts or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's meant to be horrible or something, right? It's meant to be absolute putrid. That could, right? This is one of these scriptures for me. Right? I look, this is the Lord. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them by fire with my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Wow. No, no one's told me that. I, I, um, that seemingly, your man Reinhard Bonnke, seemingly he was the third person that the Lord went to. Now I don't know how this is known, but no said it, so I'm, I'm fairly good authority, right, you know, in fairness. But seemingly he was a third lad. Two other people have said no to the Lord. And millions of people have come saved. Like, that wasn't his assignment. It was somebody had said no. Imagine that. No, like, incredible. So what we are seeking is his will to be done and giving a simple yes. So let's get into the mission field. If you're like me, this is my dichotomy during the week. Some of the time I don't feel very Christian. As in, or activated in the mission field. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm taking off my Superman suit, all, like if, and it's Jesus' suit, right, when I say this. It's not me being suit, I'm not Superman. Don't nod. Um, so I feel like it's, it's like, okay, I've got to put on something else and drudgery of work or whatever but it is super clear in scripture that we are to constantly live in the mission mindset just because you're going to work or you're meeting somebody that's maybe not Christian or even driving to the shops it's all the mission field folks it's all the mission field you don't stop being a Christian when you go to Super Value to buy eggs and you might go are you having a laugh. 
Read scripture. The guys are turned on to it all the time. They're plugged in all the time. You've heard the stories. People saying, I, was, I heard it from Lorraine. I felt the Lord today. I had to just follow this person in the shopping center and pray for them. Right? Now, if you could have said no to that and gone, I'm mad. You're probably going to get arrested if you're too close, but that's a different kind of fish. But think of that. The whole world is a mission field. And we have to be turned onto it, even in work. Even in work. I have to be turned onto this stuff. Okay, Lord, what's your orders today? It could be a simple prayer for somebody that they don't even know about. I did, I, I did it two weeks ago. The Lord showed me something and somebody, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not praying. Now, hold on a sec here. That's not what you want for that person. How you, how you bring yourself is bringing the gospel. It's probably the best book people will ever read. Right? So, I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes I go, it's like, a, it's like a little switch. I go, okay, I'm in the Christian mode when I'm with Christians. Not so much when I'm not. That's, that, that actually impacts your prayer life. Either stopping it or bringing doubt and unfaithfulness into, into when you do pray. So, the next part I'm going to discuss with prayer is where you stand with Jesus when it's right. Here's my view of the world, right? Of prayer. Lord, where are you? I'm praying at burners, right? That's my view, right? That's, that, 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 it, it, and you're hitting ceilings and all of that stuff, right? And I fully don't understand this, but we don't have to. Because scripture tells it, we just have to believe it and go, okay, Lord, I believe this. Ephesians 2 6. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. You sit in heavenly realms. Your spirit has been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and you. A part of you is in heaven and heavenly places. You are an amphibian. You live in two places at once. I don't understand it. I don't have to understand it. All I know is, okay Lord, when I pray, I have your, I have your authority. I'm sitting in heavenly places with you. Not because of what I've done, because your promises and how good you are. You are good. Isn't it? The character of Jesus, the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit go, wow, we want to bring them into this stuff. We, it's a part of it. So not only are you seated in heavenly places, so that when you activate in prayer, you go, I know that I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm seated with Jesus. You are seated in heavenly places. He is also here with you in your innermost being. So you have this broadband, hyperspeed connection because Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is living in you and you're, you're with Jesus. Now, look, I'm, I'm not going to go through all, all of this stuff. Right? There's great stuff out there that you can... But just let's just... Let that sink in. Don't ask questions. Don't, just let it sink in. You're in heavenly places. Seated with, with Jesus. And Jesus then also lives in you. To me, what that says is, I'm fully connected in, I'm fully dialed in. 
Because in Ephesians 3.17, this is what it says. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. So Jesus, I trust you, you can make your home. Your roots will go down deeper into God's love and keep you strong. But get this in Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. So look at that. Jesus, I just trust that you're in me. I've given my life to you. I just trust it. I don't have to make, make head or tail of it at times. Can you give me further revelation about it, what it means, so I can step into that fully? But what I have to say to you is, you are utterly plugged in you are utterly, as a Christian, you are not on the outside having to shout in. That's where you start prayer from. Oh God, I just declare I'm now in heavenly places with you. My spirit has been taken from the, spirit, oh, the, the kingdom of darkness. I now see with you, Jesus. And I, I'm praying. I have God's ear. I have it. Because of who you are, Jesus. Because if I deny that, I'm denying you, Jesus. If I deny and think that it's something that I have to conjure up, right? untrue. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says this, do you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So here we are looking for a temple to pray to or believing that God's in his temple far away but yeah, he's put his temple in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit and this is what scripture is trying to get us to going, wow believer you have such a place in heaven. You have such a place with God. This is why Jesus says you don't get, or the scripture says you don't get because you don't ask. And this is why Jesus says now when you ask things in my name, oh, watch what happens. You've asked things before, but now you're going to ask things in my name. And, and I love that. I, I always connect that. Jesus, I'm asking in your name. I'm literally sitting with you and I'm asking to the Father in your name. And I'm just I'm calling out that promise. I'm aligning myself with what you said. So Jesus, I'm using your name. Father, in your son's name, I, I look for your will. What is your will in this situation? A very powerful place to be because you don't have to conjure that up. He's made it all possible. But let's just talk about the, uh, the interferences to prayer. And there are interferences, folks. And I use that on purpose. Think of a radio wave, right? World War One, World War Two. Well, World War One, there wasn't radios. World War Two. You know, there's always jamming. So there's a lot in here, right? Interferences to prayer. Let me read it out. Sin of any kind, because again, give the enemy a foothold. Idols in your heart, places that are unredeemed unto the Lord. An unforgiving spirit, selfishness and wrong motives. And honestly, I'm going to be honest, I've prayed from wrong motives before. And funny enough, the prayers weren't answered. <laughs> Power-hungry, manipulative prayers. Wrong treatment of marriage partner. I don't have that issue. Self-righteousness. Unbelief. Not abiding in Christ and in his word. Lack of compassion. Hypocrisy, pride, meaningless repetition. 
not asking according to the will of God, not asking in Jesus' name, satanic demonic hindrances, because you see that in Daniel, not seeking first the kingdom. God has a higher purpose in denying your request that sometimes he says yes to this, not yet or no. When you don't know what to pray, that can hinder your prayer. But the beauty is you can call on the Holy Spirit to then pray. So what I would, what one thing about this is, we've got to be careful with our own prayers, right? I want to dispel a few things here about prayer. I have gone down this route where I'm like, oh, I'm not really a good prayer. I hear this girl or this fella praying. Wow, they are amazing, right? Like, I can't pray like that. Stop. Your, your prayer is effective because of who you are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, you'll grow in prayer, you'll grow in faith, you'll grow in learning the scripture, declaring the scripture, finding God's will. And, but your prayer is effective. And also on the reverse of that, because I've sat with people going, Lord, maybe that prayer doesn't resonate with me, I'm not, it didn't, but who am I to not give an amen? Now obviously I'm not talking about when somebody's praying clearly heretical things you're not going amen you, you get your frying pan out right joke but, but I'm saying when somebody you know when you're in a prayer meeting and something's not resonating you just go amen Lord because that's important for that person if they're not using the right language that you're used to all of this stuff it's, maybe they're baby step prayers right just be conscious of that when we hear the body of people praying an innocent small prayer from somebody that's gone Lord I just need you amen Come, Lord, come. When somebody prays something that is not even on your radar, you go, Amen. And when one of the areas I just say when you're dealing with hindrances and stuff, that's why fasting is so important around prayer. I'm not going to go into it, but that's why fasting is so important in prayer. So we just discussed some of the things around the problems, our problems with prayer, hindrances, ourselves. You can be a hindrance for many different reasons. And when you look at scripture, prayer is pretty straightforward actually. Because you're aligning yourself with what Jesus said. You're, you're, you're seeking the will of God in situations. You're going, Lord, what's the next best thing here? What, what, what is it that you want? Lord, here's the desire of my heart. I don't know your will in this situation. But I'm going to pray my desire, which I think is from good motive, Lord. That's okay. If you're not hearing anything. But sometimes we have to be really careful about jumping straight into a prayer that we haven't said, Lord, what's your will in this situation? Because if you get a no to your self thoughts and desires, you could throw the baby out with the bathwater. You could end up going, like I have, prayer doesn't work. The last prayer didn't work, so I'm not going to step into that prayer. Or... I've never seen a healing, so I'm not going to pray a healing. I'm telling you. One day getting off to Lewis, I had a go at God. I, I, I saw somebody who was homeless, clearly hurting. I had a go. I said, it's a story there. I'm not seeing healing. Quick as a flash, because you're not stepping into it. 
I'm not going to pray because I might get a no. Hack me. What got to do with me? The answer has nothing got to do with us at times. Not for your greatness. Not for, for me to go my prayers work. For God's glory. It's for his name's sake. I say that to me, by the way. I'm not having a go at you. I'm saying that to me. So I I hope today I want to get I want to get rid of the ambiguity of prayer. Bridget said to me the other night great thing just do it just pray so church can I just say to us let's get rid of the what's going to be the answer when is going to be the answer you want it now God your will and just keep praying just do it the answer is for him now here's one for you here's the reality of prayer Jesus himself fervently prayed. Same uh, sense of word used when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. The same wording used in the book of Acts when the church is praying for Peter. Same fervency. What did Jesus get? The cross. What did the guys get? Peter freed from prison. Make what you want out of that. You're like... One gets the cross. One gets freed. But in the middle of those two things is God's will. Because you don't know it. You don't know. And the beauty, we were praying here yesterday. Oh, it was glorious beauty. I said, Lord, make sense of this for me. And he gave me a vision of a, of, a, of a chessboard. And he said, you don't have to know the full strategy. I just want to put you in a place for the next move. And I'm like, the, the relief of that, the relief of, I don't have to know. Great. All I have to do is give him my yes for the next move. I get, yeah, use me. I'm, I, you're not a pawn, right? I, I was like, I don't want to be a pawn. He said, right, you're a knight. Go on, I'll let you be that, right? But, but that's the beauty about it. I'm going to move you here because I know 15 moves down the line. You play an important role. Just give me a yes for this. That's it. You just have to pray for that person. You may not see them again. Just pray for them. You'll know in heaven. You'll know when you get there. Good and faithful servant. Well done. For what? Remember you prayed all of those times? Remember you prayed that? Remember you prayed this? You're pushing back the kingdom of darkness. You don't realise it. You don't know it. But you are. This is why the church unengaged in prayer life Probably a, li- a limping church. Not somebody activating and stepping into a community that they see relinquishing in darkness. We have, a, we have a game to play. We are on the chessboard. But for me, I have said no to God's next move. But, Lord, give us a look at the big strategy. You want to see the big picture? And he's like, I'm going to give you the big picture. Just give me your yes for the next move. I'm okay with that from now on. I am good with that because it's his will and his, his ways are better than mine better than mine feed that person do this Get whatever just little things pray for that person hug that person tell them there's hope all of these things in work claim ground in silence yeah pray in work claim ground 
and this place for Jesus. I'm on the enemy's camp, but I'm 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 a Navy, a Navy SEAL, a secret agent, whatever you want to call yourself. You are to activate in the mission field, not thinking that you're out of the game just because you don't see God at work. What would you have prayed if Two things. What would you pray if you were in an underground church? What would your prayer be like if you were in an underground church? I guarantee it would be probably more fervent. And this is at me. This is not at us. Please hear conviction, not condemnation. What would it be if you were living in Iran right now in your underground church? And you knew if you came out, you could lose your life. What would your prayers be like? What would your prayers be like in Gaza? We are so blessed to live in a country that we can pray and, and openly profess at the moment that we are Christians. But we take it for granted. I take it for granted. My heart kind of went in. I wouldn't mind visiting because I'd learn a few things or two. I wouldn't mind going over there. They teach me a few things about humility, about fervent prayer. Missiles going over heads. What would I have prayed if Stephen was my buddy? The first martyr. What would I have prayed? <laughs> Lord, slaughter the people around him, set him free. Would I have prayed for, Lord, show me your face? I certainly wouldn't have prayed, Lord, give him the strength to forgive them. Absolutely not. I wouldn't have prayed that. But see the difference between our prayers and the will of God. Lord, what do you want me to pray here? I guarantee if somebody got the prayer off God saying, strength to forgive them. Strength to forgive. Because that's the Lord's heart. That's the Lord's will to not see anyone perish. And some scholars say that's what broke Paul free. That forgiveness. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but, but that's, that, imagine that thought that, that it wasn't wasted. That God in His greater glory saw what was going to unfold and Stephen was like next best thing Lord your will be done and he gets to see Jesus and he goes forgive them and boom kingdom of darkness is defeated in that moment and something is set free Paul had to hear that forgive them I'm slaughtering you I'm holding the coats of the lads throwing bricks at you he's forgiven what happened Oh, George, have we got this? So your mission, like Elijah, the will of God is already there. If you don't know it, seek it. Pray it. Declare it. See it happen. That's what we're here to do. Simple. Like it really is simple. Don't let your stuff get in the way. I don't live mission all the time. I take the cloak off, my Superman cloak, my Jesus cloak off. And here's the thing that I feel the Holy Spirit said to me. You are God will distributors. Get that. I don't use that language, but let's I sink in. You, all of you, are God's will distributors. You get to be a part of his will on earth. Kingdom come, Lord. Now I prayed that prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. But God says, through you. Pray it, seek it, 
Declare it. See it happen. And I've relinquished the pressure. Doing this, I'm so blessed that I get to do this stuff. Because I now have relinquished the pressure of seeing my prayer answered in the way that I want it on my terms. I really, I, God, you, I, I pray it. I, I know you're faithful though. I know you're faithful. You're good. Your will is good. You love people. So, we're going to wrap up. But let me just end on a few things. You're in enemy territory. But the victory has been won. Prayer is so effective and needs to be done by the church of Jesus Christ. Scripture doesn't say you're going to get the answer, but it's clear that it demands that you pray. You may not see the answers. You're seeking God's will. You're declaring it and seeing it unfold. Your prayer is needed, every one of you. That's not for the few. It's not for people in leadership, people who know how to pray. Your prayer is needed, folks. You see that in Scripture. Your prayer is needed. And you have to show strength on behalf of others. Let me tell you a little story in Scripture that's absolutely beautiful. One that I'm meditating on a lot the last while. David, in 2 Samuel, I believe, it's, uh, yeah, in, is it, I'll tell you now where it is, just so you know, yeah, 2 Samuel 5, uh, he comes back in, he, he comes back, he, he's after conquering all of Israel, right, he's, he, he is conquered it all, he is, is a dog, right, God has favoured him, he is a legend. Even his enemies want to build a palace for him. His enemies send stonemasons, carvers, want to build you a palace. And then there's a moment in scripture where David says this. Or the scripture says this. He realized that God put him where he was for the sake of his people. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for David. It wasn't he realized all of his kingdom, all of his favor, all of his blessing, everything that he did, everything that he achieved was not for him. What an epiphany. Because in fairness, you would have been favored by God. This is awesome. Yeah, look, yeah, I'm favored by God. Yeah. But then he realizes, oh God, in his beauty, you're doing this. You're putting me in place for others, to be strength on behalf of others. Folks, can I tell you, the strength that Jesus is putting in you to, 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 to pray, declare, to push back the kingdom of darkness is yet for you, right? But it's for strength for others. It's for others. That's the mission field. One of the most... And I only copped on to it like years ago in my vision. I, 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 had, I ran to Jesus. Jesus, I'm free. The prison was behind me. It was beautiful. Up a golden... Oh, yeah, there was golden fields and green fields and ran up this hill and oh Jesus I'm free now go back and free others and you're like yeah it's his glory for others you, you, we, we get to be in this situation for others that's difficult at times 
Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to, I just want to ask you, convict where we need convicting. Give her a yes. I have to say, Lord, I just thank you for that, the freedom of that vision, that thought, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, but that intelligence, that, that brilliance that you gave me yesterday, Lord, about the chess piece, that I don't have to have it all sorted out. The pressure's off. I just have to give you my yes for the next move. I just need to ask the Lord, Lord, what are your orders? In every situation. And thank you, Lord, I kind of better understand now. Pray in all things, in all situations. That I'm not to leave you at the door of my work, Jesus. I'm an undercover agent for the kingdom of heaven. And that I am to put a little bit of yeast into the enemy's camp and let it explode. Just as a little bit of yeast spoils bread, we are to spoil. We are the spoilers of the enemy kingdom, folks. And your little bit of yeast, little bit of prayer, watch what it does. Watch what it does. Lord, I pray over us that we are a praying church, that we take your commands seriously, we take our position in Christ Jesus seriously, that he paid for in his blood. That you paid for with your precious blood, Jesus. I pray for everyone here that we mature into beyond what we could even imagine. Beyond and into the soldiers, the Navy SEALs, the undercover agents that you want us for the kingdom of heaven.